of birthdays to me happy birthday dear me cause I'm a little baby happy birthday to me hello um when you're listening to this it will be my birthday and It really, you know, it takes a global pandemic for us all to realize that birthdays aren't really that important, you know? People are dying. So, every day is a gift, I guess. Hello. Okay, so in a parallel universe, we're, wherein we're not on lockdown and there isn't a global pandemic uh, causing economic downfall of all of um, civilization, um... I am I am I am currently sitting outside in a parallel universe I'm currently sitting outside with all of my close friends having a light lunch and a little bit of bubbly uh, because the irony is it is um perfect eating lunch outside weather right now like it is like the perfect temperature it's not too windy it's not too like still it's like it's like perfect like the garden is looking lovely like for this time of year it's spot the fuck on but you know what you know what (sighs) you know how to make god laugh make a plan so here we are um i am grateful however that this lockdown is coinciding with the gradual transition from spring to summer uh, because my my wintertime wardrobe is truly just like thermals, some form of um, some form of cloth draped over the top of it, a cardigan and um, and a pair of boots that um, that usually are dirty because I went up to the allotment and stepped in a big old puddle. Like truly, I'm just like oh. I can wear people clothes again and I will look fantastic. Like, I love my summertime wardrobe because I'm just like, yes, bitch, she's here. She is the moment. Like, it's truly all elastic. But at the same time, I'm like, I've never looked better. Wow. Anyway, um, I did uh, last summer, despite the fact that it was like the worst summer of my entire life, um, I did, um, I did... I did get a, a laser hair removal top-up session before the season began, and I feel like it really, um, really enhanced the whole me not having to do anything with my face in order to, like, look beautiful on camera. Like, truly, I was just like, here we are. And, and, um, I was, the irony is, the I, there's a lot of irony. Oh my god, Sam understands what irony is. I was, it's not really ironic, is it? Um, the sad news is that I was truly, like, May was gonna be the day that, like, the, the month that I go back for more laser, and I cannot do that now, because I, first of all, cannot afford it, and second of all, uh, UK-wide lockdown, so... Here we are. Here we are. Anyway, um, how are you all doing? How are you all doing? They say COVID-19 
One of the symptoms is a lack of taste, so I guess it's been more prevalent in our society thus far. Uh, anyway, um, I I am waiting for a parcel. Hi, hi, welcome. It's it's my birthday, and my parents sent me something. Um, my parents sent me. I don't know how long ago it was, but I was like, you should send me my gigantic poster from a sky in a room. And I'm going to put it up in the guest bedroom, uh, which I think I will do. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a gorgeous painting in there that I'm like, oh, but where would you live? You know, I'm like, ah, (laughs) where's your home now? I don't I'm running out of wall space. This my life is truly just like art. What is it and where do I put it? You know, Ugh, like everything else, it's up my ass. If anyone, I, so I truly, like, my parents sent me a bunch of stuff, um, and I was like, like, you know when, you know when you have, like, an Amazon order coming, or, like, a, like, a parcel force, any form of order where they, like, give you a tracking number, and then, like, as it gets closer to your house, you get, like, a map, and it tells you how many stops away it is, and you're like, this is perfect. Like, you don't have to wait in all day, you have, like, like, it'll be, like, four until six, it will pop round, and then at 4 p.m., they give you a little map, and then, like, at quarter to six, like, it shows up, and you're like, perfect. I don't have to sit around and wait for it. It can just, it can just appear in my life. Um, I, that, that truly happened with some Amazon parcels. A little company called Amazon, they started as a bookseller. They do not treat their workers well. Anyway, my parents sent me a couple of things from there, and then they, like, wrapped up the rest of my presents and sent it in, in like, like a courier to, to get here. And so it was meant to get here on, like, Thursday, and so I like waited inside all Thursday because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go and sit in the garden in case I miss it. And then it just never showed up. And so it just went, it went like, it went from being like out for delivery to being like, it's back in the depot. And I was like, this is, this is, um, this is my least favorite thing. Anyway, so I was like, it's my my whole family was like, it's going to show up tomorrow. And I was like, I doubt it. And it just hasn't shown up yet. So I'm expecting Monday afternoon for it to be like, hi, here's your past package. And I can be like, it's my birthday. And they'll be like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> anyway, um, but truly, if anyone knocks on my door in the next six months and it's not a delivery, I know that it's like a violent act of aggression. Like it's a violent, like... It's a violent and inconsiderate act for someone to be, like, knocking on my door in the next kind of three weeks. I'm like, who's... You're endangering all of us. Ugh. Finally, at long last, I have an excuse for not answering the door. It's nice. I love it. Anyway, um, uh, uh, more of this tree update. So last week, famously, my neighbors did remove two trees from their garden. Um, on closer review, I think they were very right to remove the one that was like leaning over. Like there was this one that was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. It was like all twisted and mangled. And it was like leaning like right over their lawn. And it um, clearly did during the storms in February knock up, knock down a full chunk of their hedge which I don't understand why they got both trees removed because like like the one tree that was like like 
leaning over and like was clearly going going to at one point just drop a branch on their house i'm like yeah that makes sense that you would get that removed the other one was just beautiful like i will miss that silver birch until until the day that my silver birch is big enough to be like look at god you know for me to look out my bedroom window and be like i can't see my neighbors anymore oh wonderful Truly, 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 the the thing that I figured out that I will miss the most about the tree that was removed is the noise. It's so quiet now because like it was whenever the wind blew through it, it was like a really loud fucking tree. It was like, like it was fabulous. Sometimes if it was strong wind, I would think that it was literally raining because it was so loud. It was such a wonderful white noise. And if you don't understand why having a noisy tree in the city is important, um, let me explain. White noise in any situation is vital. A classic example of this is the Barbican in London has two very, very loud fountains that were specifically put in to block out all of the noise of the city. So if you go into the Barbican and they're like bit next to the river and they have these really fucking loud fountains, you can only hear the fountains and you can't hear the rest of London happening. You can't even hear the planes. Fabulous. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That is quintessentially what I feel like I will be missing when this lockdown is over. And I'm just like, why is it so loud here? Um, so yeah, that, that, I, I'm, I have my silver birch in place. So um, it's kind of sad. Okay, I'm gonna, this is just gardening chat now. Welcome. I was like, because I got a silver birch tree from an ice dead for that my dead husband went to and brought back a bunch of trees because... um. That was a thing at one point. I really need to do my eyebrows. That was like a thing at one point that they, she would just go to go to all of these um, Eisted foods and just bring back a bunch of little seedlings. <laughs> here we are. Uh, and here we are. My crab apple. Um, but like one of them was a silver birch. And I love silver birches. I think they are the gorgeousest of gorgeousness. If it wasn't a silver birch in my garden, I would get a ginkgo because I just love the, truly the most tree-like of all of the fucking trees. A ginkgo tree, for those of you who don't know, is like one of the one of the oldest trees. It is truly millions of years old as a tree species. It is, it just kind of like comes into leaf in the spring and it's just classic. Like if you don't prune them or anything, they're just classic tree shape, like emoji tree shape. And then the fun thing about ginkgos is when they stop dropping all their, when they start dropping their leaves, they leaves, when they start dropping their leaves, they do all of the leaves all in like one day. Truly it's just like, bam, all of the leaves done. Whereas like all of these other trees, you're just like, mm, I'm gradually losing a leaf. I feel like a ginkgo is just like, it's winter. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, so I was going to get, I was going to get one of those, but I have a silver birch. So I've just put it in the silver birch because I think it's, it's one of those trees that a young silver birch is just like perfect. Like they're just like, like young version, like the younger the tree, the younger the tree, the better aesthetically it looks I don't know because they just have that like sheen to them and they're just gorgeous they're just gorgeous anyway I will probably be taking it out in like 10 years time and putting in a different tree because they do tend to get a little bit long in the tooth anyway anyway um so this week I watched two weeks notice 
which I would recommend. Oh my God, two weeks notice, a film with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. And um, let's get into it. Okay. Let me sip my tea. Truly, I started this and I was like, I don't have any tea. And my like, um, my once a year, like the seasonal allergies are are flaring up. So I'm like, this scratchy back of the throat. Is anyone else terrified of coughing? Just me? Ugh. Truly, every morning I wake up and I'm like, no, it's phlegm. It's fine. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, I watched Two Weeks Notice. The premise of Two Weeks Notice is Sandra Bullock is going to save that community center. It's it's phenomenal. You should watch Two Weeks Notice. If you're looking for something that will truly, truly lift your spirits during this dark time, Two Weeks Notice. It is not the one that's like the sex one, which is like 18 and a half weeks, two and a half weeks. There's a sex, there's a sex movie that's like something weeks, two weeks notice is Sandra Bullock is trying to save a community center. Essentially, essentially is the plot. It is, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about it. Okay. She's, she's like, we start, we open and she's like doing a protest and she's lying on the floor and she's getting arrested for trying to stop the demolition of a, of a community theater. Um, and she's Sandra Bullocking all over this thing. It's pre blindsight. So we can still like her. Um, and she like gets arrested and her parents bail her out. And it's like that woman who was in like a lot of things, who was very famous and successful at being like an older actress and like uh, uh, some man, some man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So they do that. Maybe it's Joel Grey. Who knows? Anyway, so they do that. And then like, she's like, um, the community center. We gotta save the Staten Island community. Or like, no, it's like Coney Island Community Center. Um, and so she goes and finds Hugh Grant and she's like, I'm going to convince him to cancel the community center. And Hugh Grant is like so impressed that he hires her. Um, and it's truly like the devil wears Prada, but make it sexy. Like, it, I mean, sexier, am I right? Anyway, anyway, it's truly so 2002. It's like almost painful to watch. Like, it's incredible. It's incredible. There's like pagers involved. It's phenomenal they um the, truly it's like half of the cast is like we couldn't get the act like they blew all of the budget on having on having sandra bullock in the height of her popularity and hugh grant in the height of his hugh grantiness um and truly they were like we have written these roles for other people but we cannot get them like it, it's clear watching the film that they wanted christine baranski to play like the the partner's like wife who's like like wasp like truly she walked in and I was like is that Christine Baranski because the hair was like there and I was like she's a rich white woman who's angry at her husband and it was not truly the camera like panned round and I was like that's not her that's uh, they could they didn't have the budget they didn't have the budget um there is um there was also like a, a clear Dave Chappelle character that is not played by Dave Chappelle because they could not get the money they did not have the budget or the casting anyway this is the gift of this movie okay the gift of this movie it's 2002 there is it is a movie fundamentally about a woman trying to save a community center. 
What do you think the, what do you think the iconic song that will be covered for the count soundtrack, for the cast soundtrack of this movie is? It's Counting Crows doing Yellow Taxi. Just incroyable. Incroyable. I remember once I played the Joni Mitchell Yellow Taxi to my dead husband, and she was like, Wait, I thought this was a Counting Crows song. Which, like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? Here's my Joni Mitchell impression of Yellow Taxi. Um, how does it begin? I don't know. I, don't, I, I just like the Hey, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. Give me spots on my apples, but give me the birds and the bees. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Fade paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh, wah, 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 wah. Oh, what a tune. What a tune that is. Do yourself a favor and go listen to that. That's a joy. Anyway, the movie is is a goddamn blast. Just a blast. I truly was like, I like, I truly put it on being like, sure, I'll watch the Sandra Bullock movie. Because I was like, I... You know, like, you have your list on Netflix. Hi, I only pay for one streaming app. I'm poor. I can't afford the other ones. In this climate, I can barely afford to keep my Netflix and my house. <laughs> Rich white woman complains. Um, I truly, 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 I was like, I have my list. I want to watch a movie. Let's go through the list to watch a movie. And I was like, Sandra Bullock, 2002, Hugh Grant. Tell me about it. Truly, I don't find Hugh Grant attractive. And I did text a man that I don't really find him that attractive. Although he was shirtless in this particular film. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's, okay. it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. Quarantine hasn't made me that thirsty. Or has it? We'll find out. Another thing that has made me happy this week is Barbara Streisand wandering around her garden. Because it... Truly, she she did like an Instagram story where she was just taking pictures of all her flowers, as I am ought to do. The difference between me and myself and Barbara Streisand. Firstly, Barbara Streisand is, um, firstly, I haven't got a dog to clone. Thirdly, I don't have three houses on my estate. Um, she's, um, I'm going to say far older than me. Um, I feel like I'll say it far richer than me um and far more uh i would say hands off in the garden anyway the thing that we learned for this barbara streisand garden tour is that she has a fucking koi pond who knew barbara streisand had a koi pond i would like a full tour of just her garden if at all possible that's all i want because we get little glimpses of it and we get like little little vistas of it and like it it looks like it looks like it it would either be the most phenomenal piece of um i would say american horticulture yeah i know um that we have seen in a very long time or it will be very underwhelming and I would like to find out which one it is. Like, I truly feel like it is either the most manicured, beautifully planted, like, stunningly landscaped piece of art or it is a bunch of beds with some lawn. Like, I I don't imagine, I cannot imagine that it is either of those things. Like, like, 
Although that being said, she does not take that many pictures of it. So I imagine it's, um, you know how I'm taking constant videos from the back, from like my kitchen window. Cause I'm like, look at this. Um, I feel like she doesn't do that, but she's also a very private person. Who knows? Maybe she spends a lot of time inside. Anyway, should I watch the dark crystal again? Um, I, I watched it the first time and, um, I was, uh, truly surprised at all the violence. Maybe I'll enjoy it more the second time. Anyway, um, this is a thought that I had, um, I think Terry Gross on Fresh Air, especially with all, like, the RuPaul fracking stuff, she's just, she just has a bad track record of talking to people. Like, truly, like, especially, like, women of color, like, I just, just because the only Fresh Air episodes I have listened to where I've been, like, are the ones where she talked to Lizzo and Lizzo was like we're not fuck you <laughs> and the one where she talked to Ava DuVernay and Ava DuVernay was like no what are you doing and like truly with this RuPaul fracking stuff she just like glossed over it she is I'm gonna say it I feel like I feel like we don't need I feel like we don't need you know I feel like the only time I ever hear about Terry Gross on Fresh Air is when um, she's getting in trouble for saying something stupid. Like, her heart is in the right place, but um, her mouth is just not, you know? Um, this also being said, I feel like if RuPaul didn't talk as much, we would have more of, like, a reverence for her, you know? Like, I feel like... Especially with this season. Oh gosh, I just slapped my microphone. I feel like with this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which, by the way, now that Rock'em Sakura, spoiler alert, is no longer in the competition, that was three weeks ago. You've had a whole lockdown to catch up. Um, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. One thing I do j'adore is how much they are cutting out Alison Moisley from this. They are just cutting that bitch out of this show like no runways no talking heads bear critiques nothing it's f i'm just i'm excited for it to be just the harshest of harsh crops i love it i love it Ugh, it's so like it, like you know that there are editors working frantically around the clock to fix the mistakes that they have made by trying to make, oh god, I'm just slapping my microphone, to make this monster uh, miss congeniality. Like, they wanted her to be the Nina West of the season, and they're not gonna get that. She's, um, <laughs> she's cancelled. Anyway, I feel like, truly, I was watching this, I was watching it this week, like, last night, and I was like, oh, I don't really care about, like, if, if RuPaul didn't talk as much like public facing if the only okay I will say this if the only if the only in for RuPaul we got was from the television show I feel like we would have like we would still have that like RuPaul of it all you know I'm like I don't I don't care any much like they did Snatch Game this week and I'm like oh they have to um like truly the whole thing was like make me laugh and I'm like if I had to specifically cater my comedy for a single person that was like a 60 year old man I don't think um I don't think half of my jokes would land I'm gonna say it jokes is a strong word I don't think half of the nonsense that I spew would land it's very interesting I don't know like 
like truly I just I just remember watching like season like four or something and being like yeah she knows what she's doing and now I'm just like I don't I don't care any I don't care who wins anymore because clearly clearly everything about this is so produced and terrible anyway anyway um justice for Rakam Sakura um that's that's all I'll say um on a more important note, on a far more important note, my dear friend and yours, friend of the show, eternal friend of the show, uh, Claire Vaughn got into a Twitter beef with, I have to report this because it was all public, with um, um, Little Man Coffee, which, if you did not watch this, hello, welcome, bienvenido, okay, okay, so, um, this this Twitter, like, she described it as a Twitter beef. I would describe it as um, us taking this time off to cancel all of our local businesses. Like, it was wild. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start from the beginning because it was, it was truly like, she was like, hey, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking find it. Here we go, I find it. Okay, so, um... Claire tweeted two days ago, um, one of my least favorite things to happen personally to me this week is my favorite coffee shop calling me a cunt for pointing out that a Cardiff event business has started selling loo rolls and hand sanitizer for 50 pounds. Um, and we were like, what? 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 Um, it was I. It was it was some Cardiff event business that was like blah, 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 blah. anyway. Little Man Coffee. This is this is the Ridge tweet. Little Man Coffee um, tweeted, "Dudes, chill. It's unbecoming to criticize people at a time like this." Dot dot dot. The depot. Oh, because it was depot being fucking trash. That's what it was. Um, depot truly is the. I'm gonna say it. The fucking worst. Um, the depot guys are good humans. We're you're all good humans. Think happy thumbs, not angry thumbs. And then hashtag P L U R, which I don't understand what that is. And hashtag D B A C, which I had to spend fifteen minutes googling only to see that it uh, means uh, don't be a cunt, uh, <laughs> which is bad truly just like if you're going to use a hashtag if you're going to use a hashtag make sure that it is one that you are truly if you're going to use a hashtag if you're going to use a gif these are the only two this is my only social media um thoughts at this point if you're going to use a hashtag or a gif make sure that you know all of the context and all of the possible interpretations of it. Now that shares dead, you know, like make sure you know all of it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So um, that was uh, that was a train wreck, and they like tried to apologize, and they just dug themselves into a a big old like hole, a big old hole. Um, and then they, like, truly were DMing people to try and get her address to send things to her. And just wild. Just the biggest, biggest shitty hole. Like, we're all, none of us can leave our homes. All of us are off work. All of us creatives are, like, off work. I truly don't understand how you can, like, 
how you can just like like look at me a woman at home all day every day not getting into trouble like me sam hickman the one that is truly like i feel like if we did a yearbook every year for like cardiff creatives i would be the one most likely to get into trouble anyway let's get through these these other stupid notes that i have so we can get on with with whatever it is oh i watched i Tanya this week and i am glad that i did not pay to see it and i did not see it in a theater a fun fact, I did shout out last night to no one in my living room. She's doing Bernadette Peters while watching Drag Race. Uh, because I was so excited. And then I discovered that I too can do a Bernadette Peters impression. Tonight, Jerry, I am going to be Patty LuPone. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Um, I put my Wi-Fi on a timer because I love to live dangerously. My Wi-Fi now goes off at 2 a.m. and back on at 6 a.m. Uh, because, okay, for a very long time, I was like, I would like to experiment with turning off my Wi-Fi because it uses electricity. It, it uses a lot of electricity. And I would like to save money during this difficult time. Anyway, it turns out um, it's fine. I th- it's fine my because mainly because my dad used to every single night used to turn off the wi-fi in our family home and then turn it back on again um and it was yeah it was it was i was like oh i should i should do that i should do that mainly because i was in a spanish class once and um someone was like yeah they use a lot of electricity thanks for telling me um so i was like i must change this anyway anyway um, the thing that frustrates me most about the British government is that they seem to be acting like this is a big surprise and totally new and unique for just the UK. Um, I thought about this, um, when they were like, oh, we're planning on getting, like, a lot of tests done. Like, like, truly, they had two months to prepare and they were like, you know what, we're not gonna buy anything, we're not gonna do anything, we're just gonna wait and see how it all pans out, which is, like only really acceptable when you're like growing out your fringe okay i have to i i just i gotta get through all of these my neighbors bought a paddling pool and a gazebo and a trampoline um and their garden is the same size as mine anyway 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 this week um i i watched some studio ghibli films which i would recommend um, except I watched Howl's Moving Castle, which apparently I have seen before. I also watched Up from Poppy Hill, which, from Up on Poppy Hill, which, a goddamn delight. If you're like, I'm so stressed out, I need to escape this world. That movie, what a treat. What a treat. It is fundamentally, um, about some well-behaved teens trying to save a community center. It's everything. Anyway, Howl's Moving Castle, it turns out I had seen, or at least I had seen bits of it for some reason. And um, it famously did star the voice actor (laughs) and my least favorite 30 Rock guest star, Emily Mortimer, who I don't know if I figured this out, but I couldn't figure out like, like for some reason I was like, like there's a racist character that she plays or something. And it turns out that it was just like equating her in 30 Rock having Wagner as the, the, um, as the, the, the ringtone for her phone (laughs) to, um, to uh, Wagner's like violent anti-Semitism and that being for some reason like a quintessential character choice like truly if she had picked Mozart I would have been like oh a Freemason (laughs) I'm stupid and this is stupid my last story this week is um a cooking story 
Thank you. Welcome. So this week I was like, I'm going to make myself a cake for my birthday. Thank you. Feliz cumpleaños para mí. Por mí. Um, por yo? Sí, why not? Anyway, pues. Um, so I was like, I'm going to make a Victoria sponge because I went to Lidl and I bought, I accidentally bought a case full of broken eggs. Um, well, no, it was like a 15 pack of eggs, but like four of them were broken. And I was like, that's perfect for making a cake. So I was like, I'm going to make this cake. And, um, I was like, nah, I'm going to look through the recipe book that my mom got me. My mother, when we all went off to uni, bought this, like, bought us all these cookbooks that are like a thousand and one recipes for the, for the, for the kitchen or whatever. And it is truly the wildest book I have, the wildest recipe book I have ever read. Um, like truly the, uh, the, um, Victoria Sponge, they're like, the recipe is like, separate the egg whites whisk the egg whites into fine things and then fold them in and then and then beat the yolks and then whisper a secret into the like truly it's just like they should resemble snow drifts it's it's wild anyway i was like looking through and i was like i'm gonna make something different but similar like victoria sponge adjacent and i was like vanilla buns this sounds great i was thinking like you know like a classic iced bun you know, you're familiar. You've you've been to a bakery at one point. Like they're just sort of like like buns and they have a little bit of glaze on top and you're like, "Delicious. What a treat." Uh, I was thinking that was what it was and it turns out that after I cooked them and I was like, "This is a biscuit. I have followed these instructions instructions exactly and um I have a biscuit in front of me." Uh it was not vanilla buns as in like buns as in like hot buns from the oven it was vanilla buns as in the norwegian biscuit the traditional norwegian biscuit which is um you'd think they would mention that in passing and also not put it in the cake section but i mean this book is this book is the greatest cooking book in the world I will say that because it is, um, there are no pictures. There is very few instructions and, uh, it is misleading to a, to a point, you know, it's just sort of like, you will get the gist. Um, you will maybe fail, but for the most part, you'll, um, you'll get, you'll get through it and come through it brighter and better than before. Anyway, on that note, I think it's time to end this little adventure. Um, thank you all for joining me yet again um, for this episode of Hyperlocal Celebrity, Lockdown Local Celebrity. I hope that you have a good week. I hope you, um, I hope you go out and you enjoy how little traffic there is currently. Like, cross all of the roads that you would have to go to a, a crossing and cross at. That's really what's getting me through this is um, being able to just wander across all of the busy roads because there are no cars. That's been a real treat. Anyway, I'm gonna go sit outside and I hope you do too. Bye!